at 7.32. So I just briefly mentioned the latest white paper from the Defence Minister, and you probably heard us report on this earlier this week as well, and you've probably seen many media outlets talking about it, particularly on the Conservative side. It's raised huge concerns that South Korea's bending to the will of North Korea, doing everything possible to undermine national security. I I think, um, well... That's highly debatable, clearly. But even if it is something that you're worried about, uh, this white paper didn't need to tell us the South Korean government's stance, given that President Moon Jae-in last year said repeatedly that uh, the conditions of war are basically over on this peninsula and went as far as he possibly could without U.S. consent for uh, an official Korean War peace declaration. Um, Let's take a look, though, at more of what this document's all about and why it's causing so much controversy now. Teddy Beck is here. Good morning to you. Good morning, Alex. So what are the objectives of the document? Well, Defense White Paper explains the outcome of the defense policies over the past two years and lays out future directions by analyzing the surrounding security environment. In the latest White Paper, the ministry did not state North Korea as an enemy while it still noted the North Korea's weapons of mass destruction as a threat to peace and stability on the Korean Peninsula. There were subtle changes made regarding Japan too. For instance, unlike white papers for 2014 and 2016, the latest one did not state that, quote, South Korea and Japan share fundamental values of liberal democracy and market economy, unquote, probably reflecting strange and bilateral relations. So, looking at the response, we begin with the Kyunghyang Shinmun. Sure. The paper started by introducing the revised phrasing of an enemy in this year's white paper as, quote, any power that threatens the country's independence or its territory, unquote, and went on to cite the ministry's remark that the change was intended to reflect the tension-easing mood and the trust-building efforts made through three inter-Korean summits of last year. Pyongyang valued the updated report as serving the true nature of the defense white paper. The paper also praised the contents of the white paper in two respects. First, the report analyzed the military capability of the North with more accuracy and detail while maintaining an impartial stance. Secondly, it would be a nonsense if North Korea continues to be referred as an enemy in this new security environment where all the previous confrontational measures are being demolished. The paper reiterated that the update was more than appropriate, allowing no room for debate. How did the paper view the reaction from the conservative side? The paper dismissed the concern by the conservative to be unrealistic, where the changes in terminology was regarded as leading to undermining the country's security posture. Simply raising the confrontational sentiment by using radical words does not contribute to the increased deterrence power, the paper counter-argued. Did the Kyunghyang mention anything about relations between South Korea and Japan? That I mean, honestly, with the new phrasing, you mm-hmm. could make a case that uh, Japan is as much a, a worry when we talk about uh, 
defending the country's independence, Mm -hmm. um, especially in the context of the past. But President Trump himself has spoken about South Korea following his will. Mm -hmm. Uh, It it really does broaden the the conversation. What did the Kyunghyun have to say? Yes, without going any detail, the paper just said that as have been seen in the recent conflicts between two countries, the security environment surrounding Korean Peninsula may signal a dramatic change and warned that the country has no time to be engaged in such an unproductive debate for the terminology. Yeah, one of the conservative arguments is that you know, somehow South Korean troops will be affected by this, that they will feel um, confused perhaps, that they will be demoralized. I, I don't know. D- d- I mean, I'm not a South Korean soldier. I'm not doing military service here, so I don't want to state definitively, but my sense is that that seems a bit extreme to think that they'll suddenly have a different view of the situation based on what a white, white paper says. Uh, Powder Sharp 1013 for 51 per message if anyone else wants to contribute on that. Let's also move on to the Hangul Gilbo, though. Yes, <clears throat> the take by Hangul Gilbo was not much different from that of Kyunghyang Shimon. The paper evaluated the report's deletion of its reference to North Korea as adequately reflecting the speedy process of inter Korean reconciliation fostered by Panmunjom declaration and the implementation of tension-easing military measures. Like Kyunghyang, Hangul Gilbo accepted the revision as a matter of course. Labeling North Korea as an enemy is contradicting to Panmunjom declaration where a swift end to confrontation and a complete ceasing of all hostile acts against each other have been promised. So the dropping of the term enemy, it's triggering concern by conservatives, as we've mentioned. How did the paper deal with that criticism? The paper pointed out that the very existence of a threat does not have to be blindly linked to defining the counterparty as an enemy. These are two separate issues Han Guilbo mentioned. The paper went on to say that, no doubt, we are still confronting with the North military, but at the same time, they are the party with whom we are to seek engagement and cooperation for trust building in the military arena. Listing the counterparty having such a dual implication as an enemy was not appropriate even at the beginning, the paper concluded. Yeah, well, the Korea Times linked to the Hangul Gilbo has had a lot to say on this uh, as well, and people can check that out if they want to get a, a, a fuller sense in English of what the Hangul Gilbo has been saying. But the reference to North Korea has been changing from time to time, uh, mirroring the status of inter-Korean relations. It's this fluidity that maybe concerns some, but is quite dynamic. Yeah. Uh, South Korea first called North Korea its main enemy in 1995 after North Korea threatened to turn Seoul into Sea of Fire. During a previous era of detente in the 2000s, South Korea avoided using the reference. Instead, it was replaced by, quote, a direct military threat, unquote, but was revived after the bombardment of Yonpyeong Island in 2010. The paper explained, Hangu Ilbo stressed that the reference could change depending on the inter-Korean relations and as such is being flexible in nature and is not to be stuck in one definition, say, enemy. Um, seeing yesterday's Korea Drunk Daily really spelled out 
the conservative concerns, um, knowing enemies from allies, the headline read, and it said mm-hmm. they're shocked at the 2018 National Defence White Paper. Uh, we can get the Korean side of that uh, newspaper group with the Jung Ang Ilbo. Okay. Portraying the updated defense report as a huge disappointment, Jung Ilbo blamed the revision as blurring the country's military perspective on the definition of a counterparty. The paper recognized the denuclearization of the North and inter-Korean reconciliation as agenda-deserving priorities, but stressed that the North's massive military power and weapons of mass destruction, including nuclear arsenal, is an undeniable solemn reality that should not be underestimated. Just briefly, what were the main points then addressed by the paper? Jungang noted that the nuclear threat of North Korea was put in a rather vague way and downplayed. Jungang also warned that the possibility the nuclearization talks between the North and the United States may end up by simply removing the North's intercontinental ballistic missiles leaving short and intermediate-range nuclear missiles still threatening our security. The Jong-un also touched on the white paper's description of Korea-Japan ties, right? That's right. The paper commented that the defense report used to cover Japan ahead of China, giving priority to Japan. This time, it reversed the order. Jong-un said that even with the recent frictions between two countries, Japan is still South Korea's ally from security point of view. The paper closed the editorial by asking the nation's military to be prepared for the readiness while staying away from political interests. Teddy, thank you very much. Good to have you here. Thank you, Alex. Teddy Beck.